tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. All right. Good morning, I guess. Episode four. Mikey, we're back. 004, Mastering uh, Mitzvahs, man. This is uh, Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner from Explosive Entertainment. And uh, thank you, guys. Our, our podcast is uh, new to the world of podcasts, and we'd be getting great feedback. And uh, every week, just bringing you really cool mitzvah content. So uh, what do we got today, Mikey? Right. This is our first on-location interview of uh, a good friend and a professional in the mitzvah world, uh, Dave Eskenazi from Orem Events. And... Uh, we want to get some input from Dave and some insight, and uh, hope our listeners enjoy this. Good morning. Awesome, man. Dave, tell us about Orem. How, how long ago did you start this thing, and, and how did it come to, to be? Orem was a project we started about, I'd say, five years ago. And it originally was supposed to be in a different location. And I was out to lunch with a friend of mine, and the landlord uh, kind of changed the deal that we had. And... He said, let's go down and talk to my dad. You know, you know him. He'll tell you all about you know, real estate and how to fix it. And at the time, he was in this building right here, and they were working on turning it into an office building. And I saw the architect and the builder, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know, could you do this to the building? Could we raise it another eight feet? Could, you, could we incorporate that building? Could we take this old building? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We started going through plans. And before you know it, I started yelling at all the workers, stop working, stop working. We're going to turn this place into a catering hall. And they all stopped. They were like, what? So let's dial back for the listeners that don't know Orem, because we're hoping that we get listeners all over the country. That was a nice segue. Country. We're on the same page, man. I was just going to do the same thing. So we know what's up. So Orem is located downtown Freehold, which is a, a cool little hip town. There's tons of restaurants, yep. bars, and uh, you're, you're right in the mecca of it. If you guys are familiar with uh, with the Hoboken area, you know, like it kind of has that sort of feel. You know, uh, really, really cool shops and boutique and uh, you know this spot, Orem, that uh, Dave was uh, like Dave's evil brainchild over here has single handedly become, in a very short amount of time, uh, one of, if not the hottest new uh, private event space in our area. Right, definitely, definitely throughout New Jersey. So, so Dave, this started five years ago as your brainchild. It was vacant before. Correct. It was three different buildings that we took over. So this building is a historic building. The original part of the building was built in 1850, and then in 1919 became a Model T dealership, and then they added on the back end of the building, which housed the Model Ts downstairs, and then upstairs was like an eight-foot-high-sized ceiling that housed all the parts for the Model Ts. That's super cool. And the front area where my kitchen is, uh, was where they changed the oils. There was a trough there, and uh, they had different spots along the different beams that were strewn across here were uh, different spots that they said, wash car, uh, you know, change part here, change this part there. <laughs> but those old 1919 cars didn't that's have very huge. many parts. And that's really cool flavor, man. For as old as the, the building is itself, I mean, you guys step into this place, it is... It looks like the hottest, most chic, you know, trendy event spot. So literally from the, the, the building's uh, history, you know, it's, it's the exact opposite when you step into it. So it's pretty yeah. cool. I, I remember we did our staff photo shoot here. I, I didn't realize it was five years ago. But we were breaking ground on it. Uh, we, 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 we were the only guys not wearing hard hats mm-hmm. that day. But uh, dumpsters in here and sawdust all over. It was, 
it was a pretty edgy uh, photo shoot that we did for Explosive. And it was really cool just to kind of see the, the development of it. Um, you know, we uh, here as a brand at Explosive kind of uh, got the first-hand experience uh, to, to Dave's uh, demo of the building and, and blowing out the ceiling up top and just making a, a really cool cathedral-style ceiling and, you know, just uh, seeing what, what, the, you know, what it was to, to what it is that we're sitting in right now. It was really great. So, so, Dave, how many events do you do a week? I know it's probably seasonal, and is it mostly mitzvahs? Uh, every Friday night is generally a Sweet 16, 40th birthday, something like that. And then Saturdays are either mitzvahs or weddings. Okay. And Sundays are bridal showers, baby showers, engagement parties, uh, Sweet 16 sometimes, you know, and, stuff like that. And, and again, for the listeners, we're uh, it's a two, two-story facility. We're <clears throat> presently sitting downstairs and what I'd call a very chic-looking space, uplighting all throughout, a real modern look with, uh, you know, is, it, is this real brick or faux brick? No, real brick. Real brick. Uh, this is actually original pieces of the actual building. No. So didn't you have some of that going on, though? The only original brick is an old chimney against that wall over okay. there. Okay, I knew there was I knew there was an original yeah. piece down all here somewhere. All these columns <laughs> and then these walls here I brought in from a building in Chelsea mm-hmm. that was getting tore down. I had all the brick transported from there to here. Give us your brick. Yeah, yeah. As they, yeah, as they were tearing down the building, I was hey, like, you "Whoa!" Need that. Yeah. I was like, uh, "What are you guys doing with that stuff?" <laughs> so I sent a buddy of mine with a big dump truck, and they collected it all, and here it is, all the columns. Man, that's that's cool. why it looks like it's old brick because it is old brick. It has so much flavor, and it really does match the downtown freehold vibe. Yeah. You know? So, so we're we're downstairs right now. If you were to go upstairs, what's square footage? You know, how many guests can you fit? Uh, depends on layouts. Uh, for bar mitzvah, you can max up to 160 adults seated, and kids lounge. Kids lounge can max out at about 120. Okay, so uh, in the 260 to 280 range is you know max. It sounds like. You give and play with the take on on the both on how to do it. Okay. And, for, and for those of you guys who don't know, Dave is is a master at at uh, kind of cultivating and narrating a cocktail style party as well. So when you come to an event like this at at this space. You're really not sitting down that long. You know, you're putting down your jacket, taking off your shoes, getting comfortable, but we want you up and moving around and having a great time. Correct. So so five years ago was Orem. What were you doing prior? Uh, we also own Exquisite Caterers, which is a actually a kosher caterer. And we did a lot of bar mitzvahs then through there and a lot of Jewish kosher weddings. Uh, so yeah. would, you, would you mind just elaborate on that for people listening that might not be too familiar between kosher and, and you know, just a regular menu? What does that entail for you, like a, a kosher style? A kosher event? menu would be all kosher meats, which would be uh, certain cuts of beef you know, soaked and salted, you know, cut, killed a certain way to make it kosher. Uh, no shellfish, no milk, no pork, you know, no items, no mixing milk and meat, you know. Staying along the kosher lines, having, awesome. a, having a rabbi as a supervisor. So that's great to know that you kind of you know you can play it on both ends. For, right, for correct. A I, I'll never forget one of your first events in here. You were just so happy you're cooking with butter and cream. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember that excitement. So that's. I cool. thought you were just pumped to throw a, a party on a day other than Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a while, uh, my wife got used to me being home Friday nights. Not allowed to party till sundown. Been home Friday night in a while. <laughs> that's it. We're regular at Sweet Sixteens now. I got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So me, me and Jay laugh all the time. We have a Sweet Sixteen every night for the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another great point too. Tell us about. So you have a partner here, right? Correct, Jay Cobb. Awesome, nice, and and he helps. Does you guys are tackling the same things, different tasks? What has it break down uh, for you guys? I break it down where I handle all the mitzvahs and the most of the weddings. Mm-hmm. He does all the Sweet Sixteens, 
a lot of the 40ths, the communions, uh, and then we split the weddings between us. And Explosive had a great uh, background with Jay, and uh, Jay came from nightlife and was in the entertainment world, and you know, I think it's so cool that we're all friends and we all have uh, built on this together, you know, through the years too. So, so Dave, going back to you know your your um, your background, the roots. Besides Exquisite, which has been around for how many years now? Um, I started Exquisite when I moved to New Jersey in 1994. Okay, I, but I think you've traveled, right? You you've done yeah. some pretty cool destination events. Done a lot. Of, yeah, I've done. Uh, Quite a few in Aruba, I'd say about a dozen. Everybody's got to eat. Weddings, yeah. <laughs> That's how, how, how does that happen? How does a guy from New Jersey end up in Aruba? So the how do you first keep the food time, hot? How to keep the food hot. The first <laughs> time was uh, we were brought down by a person that was local over here that wanted our party, but down at the beach. So we were brought down to the Westin uh, in Aruba. And that party kind of spawned into all these other parties that the hotel loved what we did. And then they just started to sell it and brought us down to basically do it for them. And, and, and that was because you were kosher content. and they were not? Or is that Correct. just because you As a kosher caterer. Okay. So a lot of the South American countries like Venezuela, Panama, Colombia, there's a huge Sephardic Jewish uh, population that's down there. However, those countries, because they are not third world, but you know, not with the security that we have here Correct. in the United States. Right. They cannot show that they have any money. They walk around the streets with torn clothes, bad shoes, hair in a frizz. You walk around, you look like you have nothing, so nobody will rob you. And then they get on a plane, and the first stop generally is Aruba or one of the American Virgin Islands. And most of them have a house there where they get off and they'll change, and then all of a sudden they're wearing their Gucci and Louboutin and covered in gold and this and that, and they're off to the rest of the world wherever they go, and they go from that point out. Sounds like the Monmouth County client. Yeah. So <laughs> they, but they can't do that where they are. So none of them would get married or have this true nice wedding in Colombia, Venezuela, Panama, any of those countries right. there. So a lot of them did go to Aruba <coughs> because it was so close. It's only a half-hour plane ride for them. And it's gorgeous. And it's gorgeous, and they have the security of a first-world country. That's nice. crazy. So out of curiosity, I mean... How, how do you do that? How, I mean, we, we have our own challenges when we do our destination events with uh, logistics and equipment and staffing, but how do you as a caterer go up and work in somebody else's kitchen in a different country and source the food? And, is, and still bring the, the, you know, the hardest The hardest product. part was, was sourcing food, so that took me about two months to be able to get what I needed, and I had it all shipped out of New York, Miami, uh, Texas, we had it shipped from all over, and a lot of it we had to have sent at least two weeks prior. All the meat had to be sent frozen because it would have to sit through customs, right? Before it would be cleared and sent off to the hotel. <clears throat> That's crazy. And the so client probably that, never realizes none all of those. them. None of them realize, you know, that it took us, you know, months of ordering, creating all that stuff just to be able to get it there. And then a lot of the small items I just packed and brought with me that I knew I'd never be able to get there. Or That's a hell of a carry-on. A trip. Yeah. And then, and then there's rumors you've done some work at the United Nations also? Yeah, we're uh, the kosher caterer for the United Nations. That's, that's, that's top-secret information, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey. Yep, so we do quite a bit of that. When they were building the new building, not too many people know this, but uh, post-9-11, the United Nations was uh, so run down that uh, Michael Bloomberg told them that if you have a fire in that building or something happens, we are not sending first responders in there. So we're going to let you burn down. Wow. You better fix this building or you're on your own. 
Wow. And the UN basically, you know, uh, said, okay, we're going to fix it. So what they did was to rehab the whole building. They built another building on the side of it, and it was only five stories high. <clears throat> so they built a brand new one, five stories high, all modern, high tech, bomb-proof windows, uh, you know, full nine security. And they started to move out four or five floors of the building at a time and retrofit the building to today's security standards for a building of the UN should require. So they did that. It took a course of a decade, but the groundbreaking for that original building, we did the party for them because their kitchen at that time was so disgusting. I I wouldn't even drink the water. How'd they find you? How'd they find us? Uh, The Israeli consulate. Wow. Found us. That's it. And it's pretty so, official. Yeah, and, and they brought us in there, and that's that's how. And then they again, they loved what we did. If anybody like that's ever looking for me, I don't want them to find. Yeah, me, yeah. So. so that's how they brought us in, and so we did that. And they're like, hey, you know, we do this. You know, do you mind building this? You know, as we're building this building, could you you know help us out? And we're like, sure. It's awesome. That's really so cool. Because you know, our food for exquisite, even though it's kosher, you wouldn't know. A lot of these places don't even know that it's... That's no, and, and that's and it's so funny that you were talking about food. I want to dial it back to, to Orem and, and to the cuisine. Like, you know, as, as you know, the entertainment, and, and we frequent the spot a lot, and we're here, and I feel like you're always coming out with something new. There's a, you know, a new menu item or a new style of food that you're doing. I mean, you got this barbecue station all of a sudden that's killing it. Where do you, you know, get the ideas for the, the stuff you want to put on the menu and, and, like, you know, how you prepare your cuisine? I come up with different stuff a lot, so I'm... I'm a person everyone always laughs and I have ants in my pants I can't sit still and you know and I already I have, know a guy like that I have, I have yeah I have, <laughs> I have like 15 ideas of already how I'm changing this place and, and Jay keeps yelling he's like you know bro relax people still are just learning about the place you know every week we have people like oh my god how long has this place been here we mm-hmm. never even knew about it you know it's only their first time coming here so he kind of slows down my progression of change I know a guy like that too. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) so we do. We you know we balance well. You know we do a lot of different things, but I do change menus a lot. I I would say every four to five months, just come in with different stuff, new stuff. If I see, do you look for influencers somewhere? Yeah, like where do you find like the ideas? Just just good food. It doesn't have to be catering. I'm anti big catering hall, so we don't choose. You know, a protein. Everybody gets the same starch and rolled vegetable. That's not my look. I don't I don't like that. You know, when you order dinners, it's all on different plates. Everybody's food has got different components, just as if you were going out to a restaurant. Your so, presentation's gorgeous. So, why, awesome. you know, it's why do you have to have catering that looks like catering? You know, and, and, I want and it to you, be more. You are a chef, right? I mean, yeah. you, you don't do the cooking any longer, but you do the menu design? Or? Yeah, I do the menu design. Okay. Um, so, for all, all three places, I do the menu design. That's super cool. So, uh, you, you were going into the future. So, you know, what, what is the future for Orem? What do you think? <clears throat> Uh, You're looking into this magic bubble, you know, yeah, the next five to the, ten years. To the magic bubble, uh, my next, uh, the my next project is. Well, what are we allowed to talk about now, right yeah. now? You know that that's really the big thing. What can yeah. we tell everybody? So the next project is uh, outside over here. We have a patio, and then above it, there's a deck that comes out <clears> of the uh, ballroom. The deck isn't used all that quite often, so I wanted to kind of make an arboretum out of it, encase it in glass that could be opened into screens for a nice time, and then closed into glass for cold winter months so it just becomes another room off the building which is kind of a cool thing that is cool it also helps out too with like the larger parties i feel like because then you could actually have yeah it's a functioning outside it's a 16 by 24 deck so it's a good size space that's out there and then uh when the building was originally designed because uh we're in downtown freehold 
we had, even though we made the building bigger, we had to keep the exact same look as it was for historic preservation. So the front uh, elevation of our building has windows, even though on the inside you don't have them. We have it uh, closed off by these wave walls. So we do have uh, the ability to flip the room and then open the windows up and change the whole look so that I like to go every five years. So five years when we open, I want to have a new look. So when people come, it's not always the same building. It's not always the same thing because then you get tired of it. You know, it's like my whole design for this was people are tired of the old square catering hall, you know, the dance floor in the center with the carpet surrounding and, uh, you know, you guys got to bring in uplight walls because it's just a bare barren thing. You know, go ahead, go do your thing. It's got to be a little bit more of a modern change, but not 100% into the club, but not 100% of the old. So I feel like we're a good mix of new and old. Yeah, for, for the listeners, uh, Explosive was involved in the sound, video, and lighting install here. And uh, we've got a 90-inch TV above the stage, a 70-inch by the bar. Uh, I think is a 42 upstairs, upstairs. in the loft. Um, the sound system is killer. I mean, uh, some of the equipment came out of an Atlantic City nightclub that uh, was only open for a month, I think. I think it was like it was the Wave, shortest. right? If, if you're familiar yeah. with the spot, Wave, that was open for a short stint. Um, I mean, That's the, their sound system. Sound yeah, system is, sound is system. killer in yeah, here, it was, yeah. It was used um, for eight weeks. People are like, can you turn it down? Like, we can't. You know, <laughs> it doesn't go any lower. <laughs> we, get, we, we get calls all the time. Like People say, you know, we want a nightclub-like venue, but we don't want to have a nightclub smell and you know i mean there's that smell that comes along the nightclub right. you spill beer and you know back in the day cigarettes i yep. mean you've done something here where you have a facility that's neat and clean and very posh yet it has some nightclub elements but in much more of a chic way Night, nightlife-esque definitely it's great so so we talk on this podcast a lot about <clears throat> entertainment trends but what trends do you see in the facility world and the food world well, I guess I'll start with the food. Trends in food are definitely going to the more smaller, more powerful flavor bite versus the, you know, give me 800 tables filled with food and they don't care what it is. They just want to see lines and lines of food because that's just being wasteful and, you know, one. And then two, to put out that much stuff costs a fortune and you're not putting all that quality into it because you just, you're just filling up tables of Tables right. of tables. I, th- I think a lot of facilities so, we're at still have giant cocktail hours, but I mean, it, you could almost yeah, tell that it's reused from party to party. Correct, it's, and we don't do that. Not at all. Not one. Not even the fruit from the bar that we switch from party to party. All that's tossed at the end of every cocktail hour. They wrap up whatever for the host, and then the rest of it's thrown in the garbage onto the next. Mm-hmm. You know, even our our freezer space here, we have two household freezers <laughs> and our walk-in, and that's the way I like it because I don't want to save anything. My first rule of thumb to all the workers when they sit down here is, if you won't eat it, don't serve it. Right. So that's our number one. So, again, with the food uh, trend, you would have uh, smaller, more... Tapas? Not, not so much tapas, but smaller, more, more of a punch of a, of a flavor in each thing. You know, cooler look. Everyone eats with their eyes first. So you, it's got to look great, but that. it's also got to finish. That's great. Do you have a so favorite menu sure. item right now? Uh, well, I know mine. I think, I think the short rib on polenta as an appetizer is my favorite, or the Cuban flank steak on the fried tostone with uh, the cotija cheese on top. That's that's. Or the ribs, or the scourge steak, or the sushi. Yeah, I mean, yeah one of pick. our new cocktail stations is that Southern Station. Where we do baby back ribs with uh, mac and cheese and cornbread and collard greens, and it's like a whole 
deep south station like you know people really like it's it's, it's fun it's not your average station we do a big bone and ribeye carving station with with bacon slab carving and uh barbecues and bar mitzvahs it's that's perfect. it it's just you know what it is? It's just great food that you don't expect to see at a bar. It's not yeah, your yeah, yeah. classic corned beef carving station with right. stuffed cabbage. It's not. That's not what I like to eat. So it's not really what I push on to people. I want them to see newer and brighter and more fun and, things. And I think you hit it on all ends too, because not only is is the cuisine delicious, but the presentation, the look, what you like, the the big carts you roll them in on. I mean, everything has such a great look. Uh, a great vibe. It's, it's super modern and trendy, so it's great. You know, Dave, you do something different with desserts also. Um, I, I'd like to talk about that for the listeners. You don't do your typical V&Es where the party stops and everybody has to go into another room. And for us as entertainers, sometimes it's really hard to kickstart the party again. So, you know, what's your approach with dessert? I'd say about four years ago, I got tired of seeing uh, the V&E's table come out. And then it would sit out on the dance floor for about half an hour everything melted and then you know people are you know sticking their finger in the chocolate fountain for the sixth time and by the time you reel it away you kind of clean up the dance floor get everybody ready set there's only half hour left to the party and the real mystery is where was that finger before it was exactly, in the dessert yeah that's the, that's why i hate that <laughs> and then uh you know then by then people are giving you a kiss goodbye they know the party's almost over and the crowd leaves and it was basically a, a party killer in my mind right so my approach to it was, again, give better items. It doesn't have to be, you know, 18 tables filled with stuff. Give stuff where incredible flavor, incredible richness, where you're really enjoying every bite that comes across. So what we do is we bring out different carts of plated cheesecakes and all these different mousse cakes. Then we do different cups of uh, uh, like a Nutella mousse that we do. White chocolate mousses. Um, we, we, we see people go crazy for it, and yeah. I, I mean, we we were talking on our podcast uh, last week about La Hora Loca. You almost make your own La Hora Loca with food, which is the crazy hour. I mean, it's all of a sudden you guys parade in these these foods, and you know, I, and you you make a great. I'm, I'm going to use the word spectacle, but in a, a great way, yeah. you make a great presentation. Right. You, you people are like, oh my god, what's coming out next? It, it has this awesome. And, the, and then the way that we have the waiters march out with it, so they all come out together. With the when they do passing, they'll come up, you know, ten, twenty of them all together at the same time, passing out stuff. When they have their little lighted wands, that it's, it's impactful. Room. I mean, there's even been times where we've had, you know, either one of our entertainers or one of your staff up on the big carpet the bed, bed and, yeah, and the floating you know, carpet. It's, yeah. it's if making, we know that the crowd yeah. is good for that type of thing. We'll throw one of your dancers it's, up it's on the bed. Because it's all about whether it's food, whether it's entertainment. Guys, it, you're listening out there. It's all about creating an experience, and that is something that uh, you know Dave and the team do very well here at Orm. Yeah, they, they definitely mesh entertainment and catering together. So so for the listeners, how about some tips? Um, actually, no, going back to just trends for a second, that's food trends. Any facility trends, anything that you think are you know uh, hot new buzzes? On a facility trend? Or would you do places- anything different? Or would you uh, have done anything different if you go back and do it all over? If I done again? anything different, I would have bought the building next to us, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like I it. Going big or going home. That's it. My, my thing is always go big or go home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So, how about some tips for families planning mitzvahs? Some things that you know you wish you could like shake a family and be like, God, I wish you would just listen to me. Uh, tips is don't give your caterer a timeline. 
I that's the one thing I always despise when somebody comes in. You know, it's gonna be like, okay, at 7:45 we're gonna do this. At 8:03 we're gonna do this. At uh, you know 8:47 we're gonna do this. The micromanaging don't, mom. Don't micromanage the party. You know, that's what you pay us for. That's what we're here for. This is what we do. Three, four times a weekend, every weekend for the last 25 years. You know, I'm gonna let your party roll as it goes. If people are up and dancing and moving, having a great time. I'm not setting them to do candy lighting right now. Let them dance another five, ten minutes. Let them enjoy themselves, and we'll take it off. We'll move it from somewhere else in the party. You know, that's what we do. You're not going to tell the surgeon how to do the yeah, surgery? That's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When the guy's ready to cut your appendix open, and say, you know, maybe a little bit more yeah, to the have, left. I have some thoughts before you go in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so we, we, tell, you know, we, we talk about that on the podcast, too. You know, families mm-hmm. shouldn't micromanage. They should tell us what they want and what their expectations are. But, you know, you can't minute by minute plan these things i mean it it happens organically and naturally and uh, you know trust your vendors and, and, and let's just talk about synergy for a second mm-hmm. jordan i'm gonna bounce this to you but sure you know the, the synergy of us as explosive entertainment working with orem and you know let's say the, the perfect scenario you've got a photographer that you're friends with a videographer you're friends with and it, tell us about that synergy uh, you know, it's it's huge. It, it's really big. And we always say that this is, as awesome as the event is on the dance floor, going great behind the scenes is gigantic. Because if I know that, you know, at a certain time frame, Dave's coming with the next course, I could prep my dance sets. I know that I could hit a crowd over the head with something big because I have that kind of time and we're good. You know, versus uh, also, you know, tapping into the photography end, you know, trying to get those shots and, you know, making sure that if we're going up in the chair for the horror, that the chair, it sounds so simple, but the chairs turn towards the camera to get that expression, to get that look, you know, that initial, you know, uh, excitement. You want that. That's like the cover of your album. So, you know, knowing where your vendors are kind of at and having the, the, you know, the years upon years of, of trust, of friendship, of business relationship that we have just allows us to know a lot about you know the the content that we're all trying to put out and i think it, it kind of intertwines us all and we can kind of almost feel out each other's next move which is great for behind the scenes dave you got anything to add to that or? that's it just enjoy your place enjoy your vendors enjoy the party have a great time it's awesome guys really really cool so you know again guys if you are in the area um in the mama county area the new jersey area and you haven't checked out uh orem event space out of freehold new jersey you're, you're missing the boat on this one. Definitely come through. Check it out. Um, obviously, Dave, you know, what's, what's the website for people? Yeah, I was going to say, give us all the handles. Orem.events. And you're on Instagram, left and right, posting Instagram, Jay's king of Instagram. It's Orem underscore events. Okay. And Facebook is Orem Events and Catering. And if they want to reach out to you via email, like anything to get some information or... Dave at Orem.events. Awesome. Orem is A-U-R-U-M. What does Orem mean, by the way? Orem is Latin. So I'm tired of, uh, like, the old school, you know, everything has to be a name of this catering or that catering. So I decide everything should be a little bit more cleaner, neater. Uh, when I and in another it. language, so nobody knows what we're talking about. It's Correct. Good. Well, this is actually... Less a, is more. This, this was actually a spinoff of a restaurant we almost opened in, in uh, Manhattan. I was uh, part of a building that was all glass. So I knew I had to play with that. And so I went with uh, Vitrio, which is glass in Latin. And most people in Spanish would know vidrio or vitrio in, in Italian. So it was old Latin words. So when I originally was ready to open Orem at my first location before we came to here, it was because it was the Diamond Exchange on Route 9. Uh-huh. That was the building we were taking. That was the original. I remember yeah. that. So it was the jewelry store. So being that I was just ready, I'm creating this restaurant, vitrio, and then I'm looking over here. I'm like, well, I'm just going to play with the same things that I did over there. Here's this gold jewelry store. So I just went with Orem, which is gold in Latin. The symbol of gold is AU. Nice. 
<laughs> and I played with that. So I already opened everything. The whole business was ready to roll until we didn't take the space. And then I moved here, but I kept the name and everything. Yeah, that's right. super cool. There you go. Right, I think we should wrap this. This has been a, a really fun segment and a great first guest on our podcast. Yep. yep, great way to kick it off. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. And again, obviously, if you need more uh, information, you can reach out to Mike or myself directly. Um, and if you're not subscribing to this podcast yet, Mastering Mitzvahs, make sure you subscribe, download it, play it, let your friends know, tell them what's up. Mitzvah content on the weekly. That's right. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. That's a wrap.